0: One of the big questions asked about predator hunting is what's better, electronic calls or hand calls? On this episode, we're gonna answer that question as well as give you more tips and information about how to up your game hunting and calling predators. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we're going to talk about mouth calling, or excuse me, hand calling versus electronic calling. And really the question is manual calls versus electronic calls. You know, hand call, mouth call, any way you might operate it is manual, Versus the kind you just push a button and there's batteries and it happens so which one is better for predator for predator hunting, and how do they stack up? How does all this come together and what do you need to know, especially as a new hunter? well, you know there's two ways to approach this question uh, there really is there's the there are which one of the calls is better for new hunters and which one is better for experienced hunters. And the answer to both questions is electric calls. Electronic calls are the best way to call predators, period. That's just it. That's that's the answer to the question. Now, there's more to it than that. But by and large, that's the broad brush answer. I have been uh, fortunate to study after a guy uh, that I know who is local to PA, who is a master predator hunter, predator hunting guy. I think something like 200 nights a year he is in the woods guiding predator hunts that's his full-time occupation that's his number one thing that he does he's a predator hunting guide full-time and what does he use electric calls no hands down no two ways about it he uses an electric call would never go back either now part of it is just doesn't have the bandwidth or the strength of the lung capacity to be blowing uh, mouth calls that much. But here's the thing you have electric calls that can be the actual sounds real animals are making, versus a hand call is, is, a, is a synthetic sound, a fabricated sound. So, what would be better? The actual real sounds. Of a rabbit in distress or fawn in distress or whatever it might be versus one you're trying to mimic on a hand call with a read you know it it, anytime you have the real thing broadcast that's gonna be more realistic than you know your fake call that's just the way it is Uh, but you know the other side of it is you just push a button you don't need any skill you don't need to practice for hours and hours. You don't have to build up your lung strength. You push a button. You've got that call on demand, and it works. You know there, there are just there is no substitute for a good electric call. Um, you know, get you a Fox Pro or some other high-end call, and you are good to go. But it's not to say that hand calls or mouth calls have no place. Okay, so new predator hunters experienced predator hunters electric calls are going to be the best bet for them but there's like i said there's layers to this there's more to it what benefit does a hand call have over an electric call well there are some one size hand calls real small you can put it in your pocket keep it with you all times and it can be really tiny two no batteries needed no electricity needed you can use it in the rain most of the time So, there's some extra flexibility there that you may not have with an electric call. You may be able to use at times you can't use an electric call. Number three, a hand call gives you the ability to to be unpredictable, to be, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, To, to not be the same thing over and over again you know, you play rabbit in distress on your caller, maybe you have two, three, four, five, ten 10 different rabbit in distress tracks on your electric call. It's still the same thing over and over again. And if you're in an area that is heavily hunted, heavily pressured, you know, coyotes and foxes, coyotes, especially, or if you're hunting bobcats, even, they're going to be very they they're, they're going to get used to those repetitive tones they're going to get smarter than that they they're, they're going to just they're going to outsmart that sometimes so a hand call gives you the ability to, to just continually and constantly blow different strings different notes different combinations of calls different timing and duration of calls and so in a lot, in some ways that can add more realism now it's not the real call but if you get good enough and you practice you could get to the point where you are indistinguishable from the real thing and then you can be unpredictable and fresh and dynamic and and constantly changing it up so that gives you flexibility to be able to hunt with a mouth call and do things with a mouth call that you just you can't do or you can't do as well with an electric call of course all this takes work and then number four, there's no reason you can't use both. I know of people that they get out there, they use an electronic call every time, but they will also pull out a hand call, and they will they 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 will blow calls alongside of the electric call to add realism, to add you know to to make it more dynamic. There's people okay, they they will play coyote howling you know, on their electrical, then they'll pull out their hand call, there and they'll blow howls, you know, to answer the ones that they're blowing they're, they're broadcasting on the electric. So, you know, that you're on the electric call, you're only able to do one thing at a time. But if you add a manual call on top of the electronic call, now you can do some things that are really realistic, that really add some some life to it. You know, if you're blowing rabbit in distress on the lecture call, then you pull out your hand call and you try to blow rabbit in distress at the same time. You know, that may not be realistic to have multiple rabbits in distress at the same time. But if coyotes aren't used to hearing that, it could peak their ear. And at the same time, you could stop one and start the other, and you could rotate and go back and forth. It doesn't have to be all one or all the other or both at the same time. You, so you can add a level of dynamic realism. And I think ultimately that is the best way to do it. You use the electric call as the backbone of your call setup, but also have a couple manual calls that you're able to complement and, and, and add some texture to the electric calls, add some things that are different and unique, especially in high pressure areas to be able to change it up. Now that's going to take extra work. It's going to take time. It's going to take practice. Should new hunters really be doing that? I'm going to say probably not. I don't think it's. I don't think you need to go to that level as a new hunter. Um, you know, you're. It's it's the 80 20 rule, right? So the electronic call is going to give you 80% of the results with 20% of the work. Adding that manual call to it. You're gonna to have to do 80% of the work to get another 20% worth of results, right? So the question is, is the juice worth the squeeze? And for a new hunter, no. That's my recommendation. For an intermediate or advanced predator hunter, especially someone hunting in high pressure areas, then it could be that could be it could be worth doing that to give you a little extra edge to give you a little bit more advantage over other hunters that are maybe just lazily using the exact same uh, electric calls over and over in the same area. And then you go out there and you've got something different. You have a different sound. You've got something different going on. So that might give you an edge, might improve your odds a little bit. A little bit, right? It's a lot of work for a little bit of benefit. But if you hunt that much, if you're that into it, you know, if you're in the if you're in the field dozens of nights a year, I definitely think it may be worth going to that level and adding that in to up your game. But like I said, I to me it's not worth it where I'm at with the amount of hunting that I do. Now that said, I did get a predator call, a hand call, or it's not a predator call. It's uh, um, no, whatever it is, rabbit in distress call. I did get one recently in order to. To, you know, do some work in this area uh, for my upcoming season here, the next couple months to, to work on that a little bit. But, you know, that's almost just because I find it fascinating, not because I think I'm really going to improve my odds, because the, the amount of practice involved there is just more than I feel like putting in at this time. But at the same time, hey, that's how you get started in a lot of this stuff. You just poke around and puddle around and and you figure some things out and you you start to get a little better at it maybe next season or the season after i'll you know reach the place where i feel uh you know somewhat comfortable with that and build that into my strategy but you know at the end of the day the number one thing you should be doing in predator hunting and all hunting is whatever you enjoy the most whatever you find to be the most fun so if you think hand calling is fun, that's what you should be doing. If you think using both is fun, that's what you should be doing. I thought getting a predator, or getting a hand call, just to 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 play with it and, and maybe mix it in a little bit was going to be fun. So that's why, that's why I'm going to do it. So it's all about you know what you enjoy. It you know people think well it's it's what'll make you the most successful hunter and call in the most predators. Well, you know. Maybe if that's the only thing you enjoy, if that's the only thing you find fun, but you got to look at it bigger than that. You, 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 you'll, there's a lot of things you'll never try, practice, learn, or become effective with if you take that hard line stance of, you know, the only thing that matters is what we can do right now today to give us the best odds in this hunt. You're just not going to try stuff. You're not going to take risks. You're not going to go to different places. You're not going to try different combinations. You're going to stick to what's safe, stick to the three things you know, and ignore the thousand things that you could learn. And you want to be careful about that. And you know, it's true. Most predator hunts end with people walking out of the woods with nothing. Now, if you have fun predator hunting, it doesn't matter what you walk out of the woods with. If you only have fun, if you walk out of the woods with something, you set yourself on a narrow path, you're actually going to have less success in the long run because you're too focused on success today. So you need to be careful with that mentality. You got to, and that is true to some degree for just about every kind of hunting, you got to be careful with that mentality. You got to be willing to try new things, to experiment, to learn new things. You know, there's a lot of things I've learned what not to do because I tried to do them and realized, ooh, that doesn't work. But then that better helped me better craft and shape my tactics and strategy about what to do and when to do it. You know, you, you mess something up a few times and you realize, okay, I need to do it like this, or I need to do it, you know, at this time, or in this kind of a spot, not in that kind of a spot, or maybe with this kind of wind and not that kind of wind. And you, you just, you build. So that's my advice. I hope that's helpful for you guys. Head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Check out the show notes for this episode. Subscribe, subscribe via email, iTunes, however you listen to podcasts. And I want to ask you guys, please do go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. There's no better way to help get this content in front of more people than positive reviews on iTunes. Uh, it just helps in a number of ways, helps us in the algorithm, it helps other people find the podcast. So I want to ask you, you know, I don't I, I do not need the positive reinforcement in and of myself to keep going, but leaving five-star reviews with comments is the number one way to help this podcast reach more people. So I want to ask you, please, please leave us some reviews. That really helps. If you have questions, comments, things you'd like me to maybe do an episode on in the future or cover in an episode in the future, head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Send me an email. Send me a note. Hook up with us on Facebook. We've got a group and a page you know, ask questions. I'm, I have a running list at all times of shows that I'm going to do in the future based on questions you guys have asked. So I appreciate you guys till next time. Go get them. God bless you.